Wow, okay. Um, I feel like this is the opening to Star Trek. To go where no man has gone before. I'm, I'm going to go to John chapter 1. New American Standard. Okay. Lord, we ask you to uh, speak to each of us. Encourage us as your children and this reality as being your children is just a little bit more understanding of that and how to walk with you in it. That we might bring you glory and honor. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is written about 85 A.D. This is John, not John the Baptist, but it's John the Apostle. And, you know, he was a young guy when he started out doing things with Jesus. And now he's fairly old, and he's, he's writing another gospel. And when I read the opening parts of John, I think the guy's a poet. I mean, he doesn't talk with normal words. He talks with imagery and stuff. And then uh, I, I was watching a... Um, a movie the other day uh, about uh, from a Jewish neighborhood in New York. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it's a Jewish girl, Jewish guy, and all their Jewish friends. And I forget how much they ha You know, we all have this all over the culture. We, we all have little parts we're from. We have sayings. We have words that mean stuff. But, but not, you know, the only Jewish person that I think I know is uh, Rabbi Mark in town and so I used to see him in the grocery store all the time and we would stop and have you know he just talks with that rabbinical I don't know what it is a Jewish uh, rhythm ah, Jim how you doing I mean I can't even du duplicate it was just so fun to listen to him you know and we just and talk and so it's like John is like that this is a Jewish guy an old Jewish guy now but he's talking about the universe. He's talking, you know, God's been telling this story from from the Torah coming forward from the Old Testament, you know, and then we have all these other books and we have add-ons and stuff and then we've got, you know, we've got some gospels and stuff and there's been like a, a long time in between 400 years from the Old Testament before the New Testament picks up and so and then, then there's the, the issue of, it's not an issue, but we're so familiar with Scripture that we just kind of daydream our way through it. So it's, I always have to try to make myself like, okay, like I've never seen this before. Like this is the very first time. What is this talking about? So let's, we're just going to work through some of this. I don't think we can do a whole chapter. We won't try that. And then you can interrupt me some. And Benjamin, if you have something profound to say, let me know. But not yet. Eat your whatever you're eating. Okay. So, John starts off. Now, he's, you know, we got the other Gospels have been around. So, he's, he's adding this perspective. And he's coming from this place of someone who knew Jesus personally. And he wants other people to realize who this Jesus is. It's just, you know, 
I'm glad we've got John. So he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, being Jewish, he starts off right there, and you think about the beginning of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He's, there's already a reference to something going on here. So he says, in the beginning was the Word, okay? And the Word was with God, whatever the Word is. Ah, and the Word was God. So we're going to have to leave it for a minute and kind of do a little background stuff. So I hope. <laughs> so time-space, you and I live in time-space, right? In this universe. Okay, and this exists within inside of a greater domain. The kingdom of God. Where God is here, but we can't just walk outside and go, oh, there's the throne of God down, you know, to the east or what, you know, you know what I'm saying? We can't, we, so we have, we have God in three persons. Only thing I ever think of when I was an art teacher, is, and I say this every so often, is water, H2O. You got H2O, you got it existing in three different states. H2O can be a steam, it can be a liquid and a solid. You're right. Now, Benjamin, are all three of those H2O that molecular compound? Right? So it just can exist in three different states. At zero degrees centigrade, it freezes, or 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Right? It starts boiling at 100 degrees centigrade or 212 degrees Fahrenheit. This, I, I used to know all this stuff. Okay, so, so God is like that. One God, three personalities. You and I, to look at God the Father, we couldn't see him. He dwells in light. He, the throne of, you know, God the Father, as loving as he is, very powerful looking event if we're before the this the throne of God right then we go to the other the Holy Spirit and Jesus says he's like the wind we don't know where he's been where he's going but we can tell he's been there you know he is we call him the Holy Spirit King James calls him the Holy Ghost you know he's he's in the room right now just the fact that we've been worshiping you can sense He's showed up. He likes to what? What we, can we learn about him? The Holy Spirit likes to call attention to God the Father and to Jesus and no attention to himself. So the third personality of God is that he's picked, I mean, these are how he likes to do stuff. And then we have Jesus. We have the Son of God. And he has some interesting things that he's done. Now, that's who we're talking about here. We're talking about, at this point, before. Before he comes here. Before he's born of Mary. Before he's gro growing up. 
hanging out around Nazareth, Galilee, you know, eventually Jerusalem and all the things and your disciples and all the stories. Before that, he's still very involved in things. And he's coming back. So right now, he's at a place of authority that God the Father has, has honored him with. To sit at the right hand, Father has says, I want you to sit at my right hand. Undoubtedly, this is the place of authority, most authority in the kingdom. I want you to sit here until I make your enemies your footstool. And there's some point that he's going to, God the Father is going to send Jesus back here. So each week, each day, each hour, we're closer to that event than we were before. So John's saying, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Now, why, why does he like use the word Word? You know, it's because... When Jesus shows up, all the, all the Jewish people have wanted to, they got a lot of information since Moses and the prophets and other people's stories down through history. They've, they've got a lot of information about God, and they've got a lot of promises that someday he's, God is going to send a Savior they call the Messiah. So there, he's going to start showing more traits of who God is whenever he comes. And so he is this, this word of God. He is this walking expression of God. Walking, talking expression. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Okay, be before time space, Jesus was with God. And all things came into being through him. We find out more things that John's telling us. Okay, so time, space, everything that's a thing is because of him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So this is undoubtedly part of maybe his role in the Godhead is time, space, creation. This is Jesus has taken this on. Okay. Now, verse 4, in him was life, and life, and the life was the light of men. Huh. So, this, this, this universe would, even if it was made of, of stuff, there would be no life apart from Jesus being involved with making it. So in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, go. if you're around me much, you, you know that on ACT, I just couldn't tell you back. I don't know. Do they take tests like ACTCL? Okay, so like when I took it in high school, I think I made 16 in English. Now, 16 is a cutoff number. If I had made 15, I would have had to take my remedial English at the junior college, a class that I wouldn't want, but I couldn't go to 101 until I did, did that. But I made my high score in science. 
so it's like the science part of the artsy science part of me uh, don't look to the english part to like you don't want me to diagram your sentences you don't want me to spell for you you don't want me to write a cover letter for you get my wife to write the letter and i'll sign it that or you write the letter and i'll sign it i sometimes people ask me for a reference and i say if you'll write it i'll sign it i'm just just telling you okay so so darkness is the natural state of time space there is no light unless something is created that produces photonic light energy okay so let's go behind that god the creator who makes time space there is ages ago a war that took place and lucifer the morning star decided he wanted to be worshiped like god and so he formed a rebellion and a third of the angelic creation went with him and left working for god rebels so now we have a rebel force out out there in the spirit realm okay and they're still out there until god chooses to corral them totally up and you run into this every now and then because they don't always just go ta-da i've come to harass you today <laughs> you know they usually just are doing something you know like putting crazy thoughts in your head or and it's just things sometimes okay so you got this rebel so so darkness is this is this is the state so when you create time space you don't you didn't create it with stars it's just a void it's just a nothing but it's something it's a something of nothing okay that's like okay Anybody, i didn't bring any tolerance in case this gets okay okay so in in him was life and the life was the light of men ah, okay and the light shines in the darkness ah verse five the light shines in the darkness jesus has brought something into time space his light his very presence is light and life okay and then we the second half of the verse and the darkness did not comprehend it or or overpower it so we've got in the fifth verse of this gospel reference to the war of the ages and the spiritual realm that jesus has come he's life and he's light but darkness doesn't accept this doesn't accept this verse 6 and there came a man sent from sent from god whose name was john we call him john the baptist you've been memorizing scripture haven't you uh-huh i thought so 
Ah, good. Well, <laughs> Benjamin, did you know? Uh, aside, John Wesley, when he started doing things, was 20. No, he was 27 years old, I think. And George Whitfield, who worked alongside him together in other places, Whitfield was 22. God works through young people, younger people. I mean, not that he doesn't work through older people, but, but the new edge of things are usually always younger ones. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you live with him. Okay. <clears throat> I, I like that. That's really good. <laughs> okay. Talked about John, verse 6. Verse 7. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. This is, this is why God's sending John. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light, to, to say, hey, you know, God's got this idea, and he's, you know, he's sending him. Verse 9, there, there was the true light, which, coming into the world, enlightens every man. And he was in the world, we're talking about Jesus, and the world was made through him, through Jesus, and the world did not know him. There it is again. There it is again. Jesus has a plan. He's motivated about this time-space universe. He's life. He's the spiritual light of all things. And yet, this other force this other state of being from 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 the spiritual to the natural is doesn't get it doesn't make sense to them did i read verse eight i can't i remember he he was not the lot but talking about john but he came to testify about the lot there, there was the true light, which is coming into the world, enlightens every man. He was in the world, okay, about God. We already read this, didn't we? And the world was made through him, and the world didn't know him. Okay, we said that. Eleven, he came to his own. Who's that? The Jewish people, okay? And those who were his own did not receive him. Even though this great plan of making a people for himself, taking years and working this out with people, Abraham and different people down through time, you know, eventually sending Moses to help get them out of Egypt and, uh, and all these different people, King David, just all these stories. God has been sending prophetic people, men and women, to say things, to, to tell them, to 
course, prophets, you know, don't usually talk in ordinary language in the moment. They, they kind of, you know, they see stuff. They, they try to come up. I mean, they're trying to explain stuff they're seeing that's not been seen. So they, they come up with analogies of stuff that stand for other things. But in all of this is an in, images forming of who of this Savior, this Messiah, is going to come. The Jewish people are looking for this. And yet, when he shows up, uh, they're not going to receive him. Yeah, verse 12, but as many as received him, ah, but some will, some did, to them he gave the right to become children of God, the authority to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Believe, what is he saying? Believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Who were, who, 13, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. It's not like parents got decided they're going to have the Messiah. Or, or of the will of man, but of God. God, the Father, is part of this plan. Okay, so the word, we're talking about Jesus, became flesh. You know, born of Mary, right? Angels. A few weeks ago, we were in that. You know, it was Christmas. We're heading toward Easter in, in the calendar year. Angels have appeared and told them about this baby born to, shepherd, to the shepherds. The shepherds go down and see for themselves. And wise men come from the east because they've seen a star. And all this is hidden in Mary's heart. And then God talks to her husband and says, Get up right now. Go to Egypt. The king's going to try to find the baby and kill him. And they do. They go off and they, God takes care of them, you know, and, they, and all that part of the story. So the word became flesh, 14, and dwelt among us, or tabernacled, meaning like a tabernacle is a temporary structure. So it's, That's right. Yes, a humanized one instead of one made of wood and yeah, stuff, right. Boy, I don't want to take on a discussion. I mean, like a debate with you. Okay. Wow. Okay, so tabernacle uh, among us, verse 14, and we, and we saw his glory. John's saying, I was there. We saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten, which is a unique, only one of its kind, from the Father, full of grace and truth. And grace is the word that kind of stands for, we said a long time ago, the ability to be and do whatever God wants us to be and do. Yeah. Grace and truth. John testified, 15, John testified about him and cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. So he's, you know, John knows his place. He knows that he, God has sent him to speak. 
you know, he's down uh, in the countryside where there's water and he's baptizing people. Verse 16, for of his fullness we have all received grace for grace, or grace upon grace. This, this able to be and do what God wants us to be and do, that's what he's given. Verse 17, for the law was given through Moses. Now he's talking to Jewish people, you know, he's like they would all, I mean, <clears throat> that's who he was first talking to. So they would get this. Gentiles wouldn't know, like, so what? Well, I don't understand. Yeah. The law was given through Moses, the do's and things that will please God. We should do these things. We shouldn't do these things. Of course, that reveals that we can't keep all this. You know, that's the big story of, about the law. Grace and truth were realized, came to be, literally, through Jesus Christ, though. So, Jesus the Christ, Christ is the Greek word for Messiah. So, Jesus, in the Jewish, Messiah Jesus, or Jesus Christ, in, in uh, the Greek world, <clears throat> he is the grace and truth realized. Verse 18, no one has seen God at any time. No one has seen God the Father at any time. Okay? The only begotten, or the unique one of a kind, the only begotten God, talking about Jesus, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Ah, so... John is trying to open, he's, he's talking, writing this gospel as an old guy, wanting people to know that Jesus, whom he walked with, is the Son of God. He's fully God. You want to know what God the Father is like? Check out Jesus. Like the H2O part. God the Father has a role. But they've got they've got within them traits that are the same traits. Jesus is love, so God is love, so Holy Spirit is love. Three three persons, one God. That's helpful sometimes. As Christians, some of us. Uh, can do something like they call sozo, and you and you find out sometimes in in doing that you, you there are some some like a class you can kind of work through or some steps, and you can find out when you talk about God the Father, what do you think of Him, and then you can talk about Jesus and what do you think about Him, and then you talk about the Holy Spirit, and then you can ask yourself questions like, well, when I talk to God. Am I more comfortable talking to God the Father or to Jesus or to the Holy Spirit? We start revealing things about us that we wouldn't know. That God, the, we call him God the Father because he's, he's fatherly toward us. And Jesus is like those multi, he's like an older brother. He's going to be like the bridegroom. He's... You know, he has these traits that when we talk to him, how do we approach him? You know, we, we want to be respectful, but we want to be able to be, we come to him. And then the Holy Spirit, 
has traits. You know, counselor, guide, teacher. So I'm always confessing about my own stuff. So sometimes when I want to talk to Jesus, and I don't know how to bring it up, I go to the Holy Spirit and I go, hey, help me out. Verse 19, now this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? So, you know, priests are pra- the ones that practice the working in their uh, temple or their local synagogues. And then the Levites are the guys that know every, they've, uh, I hear that they've memorized everything that was written. Uh, that they know stuff inside out. So when they come to him, they say, who are you? Verse 20, and John uh, the Baptist says, he confessed and didn't deny, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. I am not the Christ. I'm not the one. And they ask him, well, what then? Are you Elijah? Now, why do they ask him that? Because in the Old Testament, there's some place in prophetic talk, talk that Elijah will come before Messiah. So they're thinking, well, maybe this is Elijah, and he's just kind of not telling us, you know. I mean, he calls himself, you know, John, but maybe he's just, you know, toying with us. And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? Okay, the prophet is someone who's mentioned by Moses in Deuteronomy 18. He gives all this, this outline of information that a prophet is coming. And so, so they're going, okay, well, then if you're not Elijah, maybe you're the guy that Moses wrote down and talked about. And he says, uh, no. 22, then they said to him, who are you? So that we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he says, and he starts quoting the Old Testament, one of the prophets, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. I believe that's what, from Isaiah 40? Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Yeah. That's a powerful, chapter 40, verses 3 to 11, is is a powerful preparation of how you get a people ready for Jesus coming. Now, one of my friends is down at 12th Street, and he was writing me, but just before worship, and he said, they said something that Jamie had mentioned earlier from Twitter that revival has, has started for the last few days at Asbury in Kentucky. Maybe it will continue. And then there's some, another interesting thing that's going up in North Georgia where there a church is baptized, using baptism as kind of a, prepping people for that they have had the healings and different things happen up there that's it's the fact that christians are looking that are listening for any news anywhere is a great sign 
the best thing could happen is that the church across this country, well, across the world, but across, we live here, the best thing could happen is the church across America started really looking and asking for revival, an awakening, God coming, turning people's hearts in different parts, in all parts of the country. So it's not a bad prayer to pray every day a little bit. Now they, they had, 24, now they had been sent by the, from the Pharisees, and they asked him, and he said to them, now the, the Pharisees, you know, you got Pharisees and Sadducees, and they got a different belief about a little bit how they do things. So, so, uh, so now they asked him, and they said to him, why then are you baptizing? If you're not the Messiah, the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, like, well, if you're none of these guys, why are you doing this? Why are you down there at the river dunking people? And John answered them and saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me. And like the, the smallest strap of his sandal, I am not worthy to untie now this is a jewish statement you and i don't get into this but in their culture you know you got to eat right and if you're the most like beat up weakest person that needs something to do you will sit outside of a doorway of some place and clean people's sandals from the filth of the streets because that's all that you can do to stay alive. So it's a really low job. Nobody wants it. Only starving people take on this job. And John says, I, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even high enough to take people's sandals off. His sandal off at his feet. And these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. And the next day he saw Jesus coming to him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So, so there we got turned in that prophetic thing. He's saying, you know, the Lamb that God told Moses to, you know, he's calling him that. That they practiced every year, you know, this Take a lamb, you know, reenact, leaving Egypt, that whole thing. So he's saying, ah, that guy is the lamb of God. Same as that. Same as that symbol of the lamb of God. They would immediately all know the reference. Thirteen, this is he on, uh, on, on behalf of whom I said, after me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifested, made known to Israel, I came baptizing in water. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me, the Father, 
to baptize in water, said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. So now we have John the disciple telling us about John the Baptist and John the Baptist's why he had this role. While he's born of Elizabeth. The whole the whole story. Why and, and her husband could talk, you know, because of the angel and all that part. This is his job. His main job is to make people ready by, you know, living off locusts and honey. Kind of unusual thing. Got a skin on, wrapped around him, you know. He dresses funny. He's down there yelling every day. At first, there's probably nobody, and people said, hey, have you gone by and listen to that guy yelling down there? And, you know, he's, you know, it pricks their hearts. They start being baptized by him. Awareness is coming. Awareness is, a, is awakening in the people. He is, he is preparing people to meet Jesus. And he didn't even know who Jesus was. He didn't, he just, God the Father said, the one that you see the dove descend on, he's the one. Verse 35, and again the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. John had some people that had started latching on to him. They liked what he was preaching about repentance and baptism. You know, and people were coming down, so different people were getting baptized. And he looked at Jesus, verse 36, as he walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God. There he is. He's doing it again. And Jesus has gone by. John has yelled out, That guy! That's the one! Right there! And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Why did they follow him? They are hungry. They are hungry. They don't like the Romans. They've got a lot of reasons. They are hungry spiritually. They are hungry. They've been listening to John. They've been hanging out with John. Jesus turns in 38 and says, and, and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? And they said, Rabbi, teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and you'll see. So they came and they saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And one of the two who heard John speak, followed him. It was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So one, of the, so one of the guys that's been hanging down at the water around John the Baptist is Andrew. Do you see how it connects? Person to person to person. You walking with God, this is not to beat you up, beat me up. You walking with God do things every so often that God gives you to do. Say, you say things that God gives you to say. Or you pray for somebody. And it's a God event. And it pricks the other person. And the other person starts. You become kind of the start point 
of them moving toward God. Sometimes you find this out later in life. They tell you a story. Other times you never know that he was using you. But there's people in my life that used me. I mean, they did things in front of me. Especially these campus crusades. I've noticed that young life come back to town and people are sponsoring them. They were here. Their campus ministry was here in 1969 when I was graduating high school. And one of the staff people was, he came from South Africa. He and a girl from California. It was one of each. And the guy took Michael and I out to supper one night. Down on the Chestnut, somewhere down there. There was a restaurant near Chestnut Station building, maybe the earlier version of them. And Winston, his name was Winston Kennedy. And we were having supper, and it was going well, and he was asking us about high school and stuff. And then he started talking about Jesus. A nonchalant talking about Jesus. Now, I had Jesus talked about to me in Sunday school and at church and preached. People preached it, and I went to revivals when we had organized revivals with a speaker coming. But none of that affected me like Winston Kennedy talking. And after it was over, because Michael had sat behind me in homeroom, so we were, you know, we had a lot of things in common from classes and stuff. And Michael said something like, you suppose he's real? I said, I don't know. He acts like he knows Jesus personally. That's terrible that we were high school seniors and we had both been raised in different parts of the town and we had never known anybody that talked like they knew Jesus personally. It got us. Got a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people that are in ministry that are probably retired now. All ac- that came from all across town. It's a guy named Randy Pope. His dad was, uh, I forgot, maybe an eye doctor. He went and started a ring of churches around the perimeter of Atlanta. There was a a bunch of people. John Cole. There's just all kinds of people who, seeing these young life people from Campus Crusade, well, from Campus Life Ministry, Campus Crusade is another group of here. How about a few more minutes? This is the pressure. I would like to finish the chapter, but I know I should. I mean, I'm just going to kind of, okay. Verse 41. Okay, we'll get back up. One of the two who heard John speak, followed him, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found first his own brother, Simon. Uh, Isn't that how brothers are? Uh, And he said to him, we found the Messiah. Now, only young people would do that. I could, Benjamin, I could see you doing that. If you, you know, come back and report home and say, hey, 
you know, we've been reading about this stuff and all of our Jewish stuff and about the, and the prophets and talking about the Messiah. We found the guy. We, we think we found him. He's hanging out down, uh, down there where John's preaching in the water and stuff. His name's Jesus. We, we think he's it, the person. And, of course, those around you would go, oh, Benjamin, oh, you just like me. No, and Benjamin would say, well, come and see. So then you'd go and see, and you'd go, well, maybe he's right. He's something else spiritually. I feel funny when I'm around. I mean, I feel it's good funny, a good strangeness. Um, verse 42, so he brought him to Jesus, Simon Peter, and Jesus looked at him and said, you're Simon, the son of John. You shall be called the stone. Cephas, which also means, you know, you say the name Peter, either one of those. The next day, he purposed to go into Galilee, Jesus did, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. And Philip was from Bethsaida, one of the city of Andrew and Peter. Huh, these guys hang out together. Jesus is picking some people that already have... It's burning on him. Can you see that it's burning on him? I'm older now, but I still wouldn't mind being crazy again for a while. I realize I'd probably have to rest every other day, but I wouldn't mind being crazy again. I wouldn't mind that you, that that uh, God just starts uh, again. This is not this is not me saying you. I'm better than you, or I'm telling you you should do. But it would just be fine if God made some of you crazy, and you started telling me telling each other crazy stories. I had a sinus cold last weekend which lasted until Monday, and then my fever broke and stuff. And so then by Tuesday, I noticed that this eye was getting infected, glands in it, I guess taking antihistamines. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go to my eye doctor to get something for this so it doesn't like whatever. So I go to the eye doctor Wednesday morning. Then I'm going to come by church. And so I pull up out front. And I, these things happen every so often, these, I don't know what you call them, encounters there was a guy out here parked looking in the window at the signage studying it as i got out of the truck and i said to him hey can i help you he said do you work here i said yeah i'm like i'm one of the pastors he says well my, my name's john john duncan i think he's from he does ministry to college students over in jacksonville he came in we started talking and uh he was fascinated that uh, I knew John Wimber and some other people uh, down that I'd known. And he knew Randy Clark, and he knew, he started naming people that he knows. So he kind of knows, we have like an overlap circle kind of where I kind of know some, and he knew some, and uh, wow, he's got a Sunday morning group with college students and then he, he'll have a Tuesday evening group with college students. He says, man, I just, I love evangelizing 
uh, the international students because, you know, when they come to know Jesus, they take it back to their country. Now, what am I going to do? You know, if I was 28, like when I started this, I was always running off somewhere. Cause, and I could even complain. Stay up till 10, 11, and go, well, i got to teach tomorrow. I get up, I complain, I go teach at work. Now I'm older. Like, do you want me to go to Jacksonville? Do you want me to go visit him with his people? Or are you just letting me meet him? I'm kind of, uh, I think I'm going to have to go sometime. <laughs> are y'all just praying for me or that just happened? Just just kind of a, just a little bit, the air is just a little thicker here, right about here. I don't, I don't know where you are, it's just a little thicker. Okay. Thank you for John's gospel, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming. Not just not not just the the dying for us and the like the teaching, but all all of it. Just you're just we know you. We know God the Father better now. We know the Holy Spirit. All because you came. And everything in the Old Testament that talked about becoming Messiah, you're all that and more. For each of us today, may, may each of us, when you give us something to do or whatever, and not that it's because of that, but anything to do with the kingdom, anoint us to Give us the nerve, whatever, to do do that thing. Go to that place. Listen to that person. Pray for that person. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. We know you love us anyway, even if we talk ourselves out of it. You love us. You love us. We love to have stories just like John's telling, going to tell all these things, just like the book of Acts is, just like all of this. All these stories. If we go back, to the beginning, we go back all these other stories from the New Old Testament, just stories, stories of encounters with the living God. Thank you, Lord, that it's just not a time space universe that you flung out here and you left. Oh, that would be just be so hard that you made all this and you left us. Thank you for your presence today. P.S. Let the kids in Brazil. Let them have every adventure in you you want them to have. It's a and safe trip home. Yes, Lord. And up in Asbury, let it spread wherever, wherever. Set fire, spiritual fires across the country. In Jesus' name.